0: Hi, this is Bobby Kamari and I want to thank you for listening to the Living in Light podcast where we love to explore some of the incredible ways that God shows up with his love, light and liberty in and through everyday people like you and me. So I'm super, super, super excited for today's podcast because I am interviewing someone so special and so dear to me and so, so, so inspiring. Um, Yeah, I'm talking to my mum today, which is such a blessing. Um, So, so much joy and so much pleasure to be able to bring you some of my mum's story and um, some of just the glorious ways that God has shown up in her life and just used her to bless many, she really is someone who radiates the love, light and liberty of God through her life and so to kind of unpack some of her journey and um, to talk to her about the way God has just transformed her life really, that's a real privilege and honour for me to do on today's podcast. So I'm just going to introduce you all to my lovely mum. She has got a very strong Indian accent. So um, you might find me having to just verify a few things, but you're going to absolutely love her. So mum, say hello. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Okay, so mom, why don't you begin um, by just saying a little bit about what what you're doing? Like, what do you do in life? Uh, actually,
1: now I run an orphanage. I don't want you to call it orphanage because they are my children. I love them, and uh, God gave me a wonderful work to do. And I am always excited looking after children, looking after elderly and looking after uh, widow women and whoever is need.
0: So I am there for them. So this stuff you do in India, right? Mm-hmm. So you run the Emmanuel home. Emmanuel home. Yeah, so it's in a local village on the outskirts of Delhi. And um, and so you help like the local community and you've got like around 20 children. Yes, I have 20 children and uh, three women and elderly women. Cool. Amazing. And we're going to unpack um, how that whole ministry got started a bit later on. But first, mum, I would love for you to just talk a little bit about your upbringing in India, because obviously you were born there. You only came here when you were about 21. So tell me a little bit about what it was like for you, what kind of family you grew up in, what your childhood was
1: like. Actually, I born in a Hindu family, and uh, up to age of 10, I was just like a very happy child. As uh, other children, very happy, enjoy my life, going to school and laugh all the time. When I reach age 10, only one thing, it was from childhood I was watching in my mom life. She always cried. Mm. But I could not understand the meaning of her cry, because I had two eldest brothers. One is 14 years older than me, and one is seven. So, I only later on find out they are my both brothers. In my eyes, my eldest brother was my father. Right. I called him Papaji. And my other seven years elder brother, just brother. And then I was thinking, why my mom, I always uh, hear crying because we got everything. So then because she provides me whatever I need, everything for my happy life. But then when I reach age 10, suddenly my teacher, she asked me about fees. But then I find out uh, actually the fees uh, is provided by my brother, not by my father. And when she told me, I don't have a father, Mm. that broke me in pieces. But when I asked my mom regarding this, she just uh, could not stop crying. And then she told me, yes, it is true. But when I find out the reason for my father's death, that was very painful, time for me when my mom told me actually my father always to love have a daughter, but because my eldest daughter died before and then he decided to have a daughter. So but hold on, so you did you have an older sister? Yes, I had before before my birth. Okay. But then uh, because she died with this some kind of a disease chicken pose. Right. Chicken pox and yeah. then in India. Then uh, they believe in a religion because my father was smoking on her bed Uh and then my mom told me she get very angry and they said that one kind of goddess come in her life and Uh then they said that oh why you are smoking on my bed. Uh Then after a couple of days my sister died. But my father feels so guilty. Mm. He was thinking he is responsible for her death. Mm. So that is the reason he went to every fortune teller. And one he knows long time. He went to him and asked how I can get daughter. But uh, he was told that that now God never wrote any daughter for you or anything. But then he forced him. So then he told him to do few things, go to fortune teller, do that, do that. So he did. But then uh, he called me before my birth, my name as a camel flower. Mm. So, but then because he loved uh, being a father of a daughter, but then fortune teller told him, look, you will live only for one year. When your daughter will be one year old, You will die that day. My father accepted that. Mm. And then uh, he died as I was one year old. He died that day. But I don't know nothing about that. Mm. So my mom, when I find out two news in one day, Mm. that was just that day my life shattered in pieces. Mm. Do not know what to do.
0: Mm. Wow. Um, And so... I know that you would tell me that your mum, to provide for you, she would like um, do knitting and stuff, or that you would do knitting as well. Yeah, she
1: was making uh, some kind of jackets. She was earning money. I was thinking, my my father is there. He is supporting. Then I find out, because my father is not there, mm. my mom is trying hard to make me happy.
0: Mm. And for Providing
1: you. for me. Yeah. yeah. So then I can live a happy life. Yeah. But suddenly, one day, my mom told me, uh, Kamal, I'm so sorry, because up to now, I was managing everything. Although as a widow life, I do not want to live anymore. Mm. I wanted to kill myself, I wanted to give you in the orphanage and just uh, finish my life. Mm. I was so surprised, although because I born in a Hindu family, that time I do not know about God or uh, Jesus, still I was a very religious person. Mm. I started crying, I said, where are you? But then still my mom never listened to me. She took me in the orphanage i could not believe what's happening with me i was a happy child enjoying my life but suddenly i am in the orphanage Mm. but my mom still left me there but then i tried everything i banged their door done everything but suddenly four o'clock i heard the noise somebody was knocking door i saw my mom was there she come back because she said when i reach home i realize I made a big mistake, does not matter how I manage but I will look after my daughter Mm. and then she asked them to give my daughter back. But when I come back from an orphanage, I was totally different person. Not anymore that little child who enjoy life, but I, I just could not stop crying, only ask my mom, mom please. After now, I will not be burden on you. Yeah. I will look after myself. I will work hard with you, yeah. and then uh, you just never send me in the orphanage. I never ask any toy or anything. So I start working with my mom because my mom had one buffalo. Yeah, she used to have a milk and yeah. giving people houses. But then uh, I just start going to people' houses, delivering milk in their house, and then uh, while then, because on childhood I start knitting yeah. cardigans with crochet. Crochet, yeah. yeah. When I make what cardigan, the lady who I delivering milk, she told me, she said, who make this, Kamal? I say, I make myself and then uh, she said that make one for me when i make she gave me five rupees Mm. but that was uh, my first earning Mm. that uh, gave me so much happiness i was full of joy i told my mom look mom i am earning money so from that day it was my just uh, start working i started with the study carry on that doing making sweaters for them cardigan for them and i buy my books and the end of year i sell my books and right. then i just carry on my study with my mom but then when uh, i reach age 15 then you met dad dad then my brother arranged
0: marriage for me yeah. so then i just uh, married for age of 15 Wow, so crazy. So, Mum, what was that like? Because Dad was much older than you. Yeah. Yeah, so what was that like for you as a 15-year-old getting married to someone who was how much older than you? 14 years old. Wow, so Dad was 29 when he saw you and when you got married. Um, Tell me a little bit, like, how was was that for you to actually get married that young? It was very difficult because... uh uh, because
1: i was a young person in the family and not only me my mom was not able to say one word although she was really f- like a upset because she wanted to give me full study she wanted to make me a lawyer a lawyer lawyer yeah, yeah. but then uh, because my brother arranged everything so then when i got married, in, when I reach my in-laws I don't know nothing yeah. I don't know how to cook because my mom never sent me in the kitchen Yeah. so then I do not know what to do I was the younger person in my family in my parents house and younger person in my in-laws mm.
0: nothing to do I don't know what to do did, did you have to like straight away start doing cooking and stuff but you didn't know how to do it no I didn't know nothing to do it
1: but my mother-in-law like uh, actually teach me slowly slowly how to do it but uh, only one thing was very difficult for me to cooperate with the your dad way of living Mm. because uh, on his face always grumpiness he's very like he's very serious very serious person because i was always uh, like running Mm. around laughing with people's others so happy child but for me it was very difficult Mm. so still but, uh, but then another thing happened straight away one year passed slowly slowly but after one year your dad came And then he told me, I am going UK. Yeah. I was so shocked. What is going on?
0: What is happening? And the crazy thing, mum, was that the only thing that your mum had really asked in the whole situation is that you don't go to England, mm -hmm. right? And so that must have been heartbreaking for your mum as well, because that would have meant that one day you would also go to England with dad. Heartbreaking was for my mom and myself. uh, Because
1: actually, before my marriage, there's two months before somebody came to ask uh, for uh, like a... You had the marriage? Yeah. But then my mom refused because he, that boy was from America. Right. My mom said, no way, because I got only one daughter. No way I wanted to send her so far. She refused. But uh, when my husband said to me although a rumor my mom heard before my marriage mm. my husband will go UK but then when my mom asked my husband he refused he said no yeah. way
0: yeah
1: I will never but and when uh, he told me I because I was uh, very timid young, and quiet and younger young. yeah. not able to say anything because my brother was 14 years older than me, I was always frightened in front of him. But the same thing because my husband was 14 years older than me, I was not able to say one word to yeah. him because yeah. I was frightened from him as yeah. well. I could not stop him. But then two months spent so like difficult way because my husband went in a black. And then uh, he was in a trouble, but after two months, he
0: reached there. So, it took Dad two months to get from India to the UK. UK. He came as an illegal immigrant, and he came on a, a boat, didn't he? Yeah. And um, halfway through, he got stopped in Germany, and he went into prison for a month, yeah. is that right? Yeah. And, um And so then he came to the UK, after two months, he made it here, and only then... There was some kind of, like, rest on your side. Yeah. Um, and then, so, you carried on studying for the next four years, mm. and then you came over to England, right? Yeah. You then had four children. Yeah. yeah? You were a housewife, but then you were also doing some machining mm. for like a factory that would make clothes for like Topshop and Dorothy Perkins, like all the high street brands. Mm. Um, And that's how I learned how to sew, didn't I, Mum? Because you would make me do stuff for you. Mm. And then you went on, I think, several years later to then get a job with the post office Mm. um, and you started working outside of the home. I remember that. And I always used to watch you like do things that were really business minded when we were growing up and I didn't appreciate it at the time um I used to always get frustrated actually because you always had these big dreams and I would just want you just to be a normal mum that didn't have all these big dreams and I remember one day when you came home and you said you'd bought a shop and (laughs) and it was um What was it? A fish and chip shop in Hackney. And as an Indian family, I was just like, oh my gosh, fish and chips. Um, and then you made us all work in this fish and chip shop, even though none of us knew how to make fish and chips, but you were like, it's okay, Bobby, we're going to make curry and we're going to make Chinese and we're going to make fish and chips. So that's what we did. And um, you were always like investing in something or you were always purchasing something. And for me, now I understand that you were the Proverbs 31 woman, you know, now that I know the Lord and now that I understand about the virtues and about the dreams that God puts in, you really are a Proverbs 31 woman. Even when you didn't know the Lord, you were so hardworking and um, like you would go after so many different things. Um but I didn't used to value it at the time. But I always remember that you'd always go after all these different ventures and dreams that you had, but they never really succeeded, did they? Like mm-hmm. you would you would do stuff, but it never really grew. And there was a lot of pain in your story because obviously dad was an alcoholic and he was violent. And um, I think although you wanted a lot of good things to happen in life, there was actually a lot of pain. And obviously your Hindu faith was really, really important to you, wasn't it? Hmm. And so tell me a little bit, mum, about your Hindu faith, because I know that obviously when we were growing up, we had to do all the things to do with Hinduism. And you would take us to the Mandir, which is obviously the temple. And when we would go to India, you would force us to go up on all those mountain temples and we had to pray and we had to keep all the festivals and stuff. Um And I especially remember when we would have those uh, regular like meetings in our house or someone else's house. And then some of the women that were worshipping would get like possessed by like demons. Um, But tell me a little bit about your faith and a little bit about when you were having all these meetings and stuff. Did you feel that you experienced God? Like, what was what was going on in your head when you were at these different meetings? What were you thinking when you were worshiping these Hindu idols? Like, tell me a little bit about that. Actually, this is a very good question. Like,
1: uh, what I was thinking, but uh, mine is a story is totally different because what happened with me in childhood, and I always think that if I do not pray to God god can punish me more because right. in my eyes god picture was it just is a the person who created this world and then uh, called bhagwan create this world if we do not pray we have to pray in any form any idle Situation. situations yeah. uh, but we have to do all the formality Need to be done is in a Hindu tradition doing a fast, doing, doing these things, whatever they do in a Hindu tradition, we have to do
0: it. And Otherwise, do you think, Mum, that because obviously what happened with your dad, because he like he went to fortune teller, and um, I suppose like with what happened with your sister, you know, that she um passed away, and there was that stuff about you know, a Hindu goddess came. And then with your dad, like dying with the fortune teller, like, do you think all those things also had a bit of an impact on you that that changed the way or impacted the way that you saw God? Yeah,
1: because that was, it looked like for me, I always frightened from God. Yeah. I say, if I do not pray God, he can take my mom as well. Mm. So the way it was, I was very religious from the childhood. I wake up five o'clock morning and, and do the all the prayer and fasting. Most of the time I am fasting. Like every Friday I am fasting, every Monday I am fasting. So very religious way I was living, going to the temples most of when I come London as well, taking all of you yeah. all the time, temple, praying here as well, after marriage as well. I continue to do everything, but never feel... Like a, any Satisfied. satisfaction or any relationship with the God. Mm. I never feel any relationship, I have never know is a as a ordinary human being, is a, anybody can have a relationship with God yeah. who made you? Yeah. That was a strange thing for me because that time I don't know nothing about those things.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm. When we used to have like those meetings, And people used to get possessed by like demonic spirits and then Mm -hmm. they used to, like their heads used to spin around and like, for me, mum, I remember that I used to look at it and just think what is going on. Mm. But it was, it was normal, but really, really weird, you know, like to see that happen. But because we saw it frequently, it was just standard that that's what's happening in our home. Um, But how was it for you to, because this is like supernatural activity that the Hindu faith obviously involves, Um, when you used to see people like that, how did that make you feel? Like, did you feel that there was a presence in the room? Like, do you remember what that felt like spiritually?
1: Now, because uh, from childhood, I always frightened from these kind of things, uh, like a because I saw so many pupils, when it's time to you go temples, and sometimes in your own uh, state, somebody have it many possessions. But although there's something happen in a, our house as well, but I always keep myself a away. bit far away myself because I feel frightened from this kind of thing. But other hand, because I saw from childhood,
0: yeah,
1: I know is it just a happen. Yeah, it's just so it normal. normal. Yeah, yeah But yeah, it yeah. was not very different for me because yeah. it's a normal things yeah. happen there. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, obviously, when I was twelve, I became a Christian, mm. and you at the beginning were quite okay with that because uh, in the Hindu faith, it's like all gods are God. Mm. So you didn't necessarily mind me start going to the local church and reading bible but after a while it became frustrating for you Mm. um why why did you feel that when you saw your daughter embrace christianity at the age of 12 it was okay for you to begin with why did it start becoming a problem for you
1: now actually what happened because from childhood, from beginning my nature is totally different because I never make any difference between Hindu, Muslim or any God. I always happy to go in a masjid, I always go happy in a church, go in a Gurdwara. But suddenly when when all of you was children, then you was going Sunday school, but then when suddenly uh, like uh, my husband's brother, because he was not very happy with the Christianity, then he started talking to your dad and uh-huh. saying that you will spoil your children because I do not have any problem when uh, your dad says, why are you sending? So that's the way
0: I need to stop. I obviously didn't stop. I carried mm-hmm. on being a Christian, didn't I, till mm-hmm. I was about 16 and then I walked away from the Lord for my own um, foolishness. Um, but in the way that I guess the Indian culture was, and maybe still is for some people. But for you, it's like the children were your responsibility, weren't they? And whenever dad didn't like something or didn't like our behavior, you would be responsible for that. And it meant that when dad got drunk, that he would um, obviously take out his frustration with us on you. Um, And I remember a time when I don't even know how old we were, but we were super young, and we remember um, seeing you being taken into an ambulance mm. because you had taken an overdose. Mm. Um, and thank God, obviously, He had an, an amazing plan for your life. But even in the marriage, like there was a lot of pain and sorrow for you, wasn't there? Um, and for listeners, please don't worry, the story does get good, (laughs) like, there does end up being a lot of joy in my mum's life, but actually, um, for many, many, many years, I mean, you, you went through quite a lot of, um, pain and turmoil that God actually ended up rescuing you out of, which is so glorious, um, but talk to me a bit, mum, about how you then began to, like, have a relationship with god like how did you ever come to know about christianity
1: Mm, actually that time nothing happened in my life although i was really fed up from my life the way my life was going because i cannot uh, uh, finish my life i cannot leave my children and being a hindu woman it was difficult for me because uh, without a father and I don't. I never tell my mothers what's going through
0: with yeah, me and yeah. told my brothers nothing. I was not telling them. And so also, that- Mum, it's like the culture, again, it m- might still be like this for some people and it m- might not be like this for many people from the Indian culture, but it was like this for us. Um, there is constantly this concern about what people will say mm. and what people will think and you end up living for people's acceptance, don't you? And you don't ever really share like the pain that you're going through and you're constantly just trying to keep the community happy. So Mm -hmm. it's like you were kind of stuck because in that kind of an environment, there's no way you can really go for any true freedom or any peace. Mm.
1: Yes, so that's why I was not able to tell anything, anybody, but then uh, things was getting worse and worse every time. But yes, still being a religious person, always inside something was missing. I was only crying to God, God, what's happening? How can you give me so much pain? It was double pain for me because my childhood was full of pain. And then in marriage life, I never seen the love I was expecting as a wife, because I want love from my husband the way actually should wife should get it, but uh, drinking and then, insulting and there's so many things was happening and also i remember when dad was having an affair yeah and all of that stuff so yeah. so many things was happening but still because the sake of my children yeah i needed to carry on mm. whatever way but i remember one day when you came in my room you was very young about 12 years old and I remember I was praying because my room was full of idols. Yeah, I remember then you first had that, day, that shrine. First mended. day I heard, yes, I used to go to church uh, there like uh, any occasion. Okay, maybe something happened, they invite us and then we go. But uh, yes, nothing to do with I will follow Jesus or anything. I never read the Bible, nothing. Yeah. But then I remember from my eyes or my heart, my turning point was that day. That's why I always tell everybody, my daughter, who bring me to Jesus, because you came in my room upstairs. I was reading your mine. Then which is I, the Hindi like, Hindi book, book of, Hindi
0: yeah. religious Bible book, like, yeah. of,
1: like Bible. Mm. But then I ask you, Bobby, why not you sit with me and read? And then you said that, Mom, I don't want to hurt you. Can I ask you one question? But then, uh, yes, it makes me a bit angry as well, because my daughter was asking me question. And I say, okay, go on what you want. You said that, mom, you got 500 photograph idols in a room. Who is real God? So I said that all is real God, all God. But you said like, no, mom, please, I don't want to hurt you. But think carefully, only one God who created this world. No way can be. But I am not saying you are wrong. But they are your stairs. You are using stairs. You want to meet God. But why you are using stairs? Why can't you make direct relationship with God? But you left my room after saying this. So, because I get angry because I've, I used to love idols, I used to pray idols. That was my life. I get angry from inside. I say, "Okay, all right, don't worry, just go." Mm-hmm. But then, uh, when you left, uh, I said, "But is it true?" Yes, because there should be one God. How can it be different God? But still because I was continue from my childhood, from my birth, I was in a Hindu religion and praying.
0: And God. it's like that's the habit, that is your faith, that's what you're used yeah. to. But nothing changed. Yeah. But yes, it's give me one that time seed. seed. Was sown, yeah. There was
1: the seed in my life. Yeah. Wow. About Jesus.
0: Wow, so amazing. Starting and see. Yeah. The seeds. And um as I mentioned earlier I became a Christian at 12 because someone knocked at our door and that was the lovely Caroline who ended up being my first spiritual mum leading me to the Lord and discipling me which was amazing but Caroline actually became someone that you were used to seeing isn't it because mm. she would be back and forth I would always be at her house and she was such a prominent figure in my childhood years that you you knew Caroline and when I was 16 and I started attending college i really walked away from my faith didn't mm. i and mm. then a few years later i left home and although i wasn't really a practicing christian anymore but you carried on your relationship with caroline didn't mm. you um so talk to me a little bit more about how you then began to know jesus because caroline is actually part of your story as well. Yes, Caroline was part of my life. Uh, she was the best person. I
1: always discuss with her my any problems, anything. She's like my friend as well. But uh, still, I never think to go myself towards Christianity. That time, but, uh, because I was working in a post office, and suddenly accident uh, happened, and then I went on a sick leave for nearly two years. But then uh, same times, some of my family problems, So then uh, that problems and uh, accident on work is mix up everything. But suddenly I receive a phone call from my worker. If you don't come back on the work, we will give you sack. I tried everything to go back, but my union does not want me to go back. So this confusion was going so much in my life. I do not know what to do. I was not able to tell anything to my husband because of his drink and then also he was not that kind of person who sit down and listen my problems so I was struggling alone all the time but then suddenly my hospital decided to call me he's in Kent for a treatment when I went there I don't know about nothing that time about Jesus uh, or never think about anything I will uh, accept Christianity or anything. When I went there and suddenly I was walking on the road and then uh, because I they gave me hotel to stay there and I just afternoon I decided to go out for a little walk. But when I went for a walk, uh, I don't know is a power of a Holy Spirit or what was there. When I saw small church, very small church, and then I just opened door, although nobody was in that church. When I opened door and I saw very dark, no window was open, nobody was there. Then I just as I step inside, and then it was so dark, very, very difficult to see Mary and Jesus' photo as well. It was their one photo. But then as soon as I entered that step, I never feel before. There was a one kind of cool breeze just comes and touch my body. I just sit on a chair, on the corner chair next to the door. Suddenly, I just start crying. Tears start shedding on my face. I continue, I don't know, five minutes or ten minutes, continue just crying, crying. But then I don't know why I am crying or nothing. So then uh, after a few minutes, when I stand, I just start walking towards my hotel room. And then when I reach in my hotel room, I never know there is any Bible in the drawer. But then forcefully, I just went inside and then opened that drawer and then, then pick up a Bible. And then uh, when I opened that Bible, it was it looks like uh, any power was forcefully telling me to do. When I opened that Bible, that page opened from Matthew 11:28 you have laden come to me but then uh, because i was so fed up from my life uh, it looks like a joke for me i started teasing i say, wow i had uh, so many mm, like a millions idols, millions, uh, millions, millions. they are not uh, taking my burden is the real god because that time i was a full of poison inside again as like a hindu god as well yeah it looks like nobody's on this earth for help me because if my own husband is not helpful me who can help me Mm. so then because of this bitterness i started saying so many things but then from inside forcefully somebody was saying that read that read so i just reading reading for four days i never touched my hindu book that time but i was continue reading but could not understand anything when i reached back from hospital and then went in my again my routine went upstairs for prayer and then left my just a bible because i left their bible nothing i never had any bible in the house that time but then went in and opened my own hindu hindu book and when i open it and uh, i was not able to read on a uh, full uh, both side on page it was written same verse Matthew
0: 11, Matthew
1: 28. 11 28 then i said that oh my goodness <laughs> what's happening i am a blind but then i can't be blind and then uh because if I'm blind, how can I see this? I tried hard for nearly half an hour, but I was not able to see anything. Could you... Like, Only could that verse you... written on, on every page? Every page that was written. Wow. Heavy burden, heavy burden, come to me, come to me, come to me. Wow. And then I phoned you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, oh, Bobby, I wanted to go to church. But then Caroline came and she took me to church. But then another surprise happened. When I was going with her in the church, we were talking because I was able to open everything with Caroline, her, yeah. and I started talking how I am suffering. Then she said to me, but uh, Mrs. Kumari, I cannot do it, my God can do it. I said, because you know, Caroline, you got only one God, I got a million God. <laughs> If they are not to help me, how your one God can help me? Because as I told, I was full of bitterness. <laughs> then she said, but your God are a just a photograph. Our God is a living God. Mm. But that time I feel so angry. But she said, Mrs. Kumari, we got passport for heaven as well. I said, passport for heaven? <laughs> you must be joking. So then we are laughing and we reach in the church but when i reach in the church and then she told me to sit on a front line Mm. when i sit on a front line then pastor start preaching looks like a god speaking with me looks like i am receiving every reply and encouragement so i said to caroline i said what's happening (laughs) what's going on here she said to me, stop, come on, <laughs> listen, carry on, listen. But uh, then when we finish, then uh, she said, okay, let's pray. We go to pastor for prayer. I told him, pastor, can you pray for me? Either my like a post office give me medical retirement or either wait for me because my union is not allowing me to go back. He said, all right, I can do it. He prayed for me. And then I come back from church. but then uh, nothing happened. But after that date, I stopped reading my own Hindu, Hindu book. Yeah. Wow. I started reading Bible. She gave me Bible. then hmm. so I started reading Bible, but I could not understand anything much about Bible. I started like regularly going to church and regularly start praying. Slowly, slowly God starts speaking with me and solving my problem what I was going through. And then also I receive medical from post office. So medical retirement. Medical retirement it, from yeah. post office. And the case I was fighting with post office that is cleared, I receive compensation from them as well. Wow. So looks like a God promise to me with the heavy laden, come to me, I will give you rest.
0: So he gave me rest. Wow, I love that, Mum. That's so, so, so powerful. Because what I remember from that time was that although you were beginning to see God move in your life and he was bringing some kind of solution to many of the things that you were going through, but then there was still so much more um, pain and turmoil because obviously you and dad actually ended up separating didn't you? And it wasn't... It was because obviously there were many things that we did as children that then impacted you and dad's marriage. And it ended up being that you two ended up being separated. And um, and I know that at the time, although you still had many problems, but now you were able to lean on God um, during these tough times, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because
1: uh, now I have something somebody to go with because that time I never had nobody with me. The God I was praying that uh, actually was not giving me any reply but now although still I was going through so many pains that was the big uh, difficult time for me living away from my family living away do not know what will happen tomorrow how I will manage
0: so many things was happening in my life. And also like as an Indian woman who like at that time you were like in your mid-40s and it's quite a shameful thing isn't it to be separated from your husband and be maybe getting a divorce like all those things that you were going through and then you had all of the Problems That you had with us as well Like you know us being in our early 20s And obviously going through our own things That were then impacting your marriage So you were carrying all of that And then in the middle of all of that Dad suddenly dies Hmm. So there's all of that to deal with And um, it was such a painful time for all of us Obviously I remember I was 22 when it happened um, And so that was a lot for all of us to deal with But actually after dad passed away, that's probably where your faith really got strengthened. Yeah,
1: that time. But uh, actually one thing happened that time that affect my faith so I can believe in Jesus. But devil tried hard to break that faith in pieces. Because when I came from India after my marriage, because I was there four years to fortune teller, and then he gave me one ring to wear it but with that uh, ring he gave me warning as well please never uh, uh, like uh, never remove it because until is this ring in your hand you will be with your husband when this ring is removed uh, you will be away from your husband but then uh, suddenly before his death Somebody told me, just talking about when she saw a ring in my hand, she said that, Oh, sister, why are you wearing that ring? This is, looks like a fortune teller ring. I said, yeah, but I cannot remove that because this is a big instruction for me. My mother-in-law gave to me. But uh, I removed that ring and within three weeks, my husband died. Wow. Your dad died. My, all the relatives find out what's happening and they start giving me blame, hmm. like I am responsible because yeah. I removed that the ring. ring. Yeah. These things make me so critical against Jesus because I accept Jesus Christ as my savior. But then I was thinking, Father, how you can do with my life? You call me. You say that if you got heavy burden, come to me. I come to you. But you taken my all rest. Mm-hmm. So I was saying so many things against Jesus, calling him several names, whatever I can say. But then every time, I think that time I receive Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So how much I was saying a word to him, how much I was receiving, same time somebody was phoning me. Then I wrote a letter to Benny Hinn. He said that my daughter, your name is written on Jesus' hand. Do not worry, forget, because I wrote everything what has happened with my life. He wrote himself a letter to me. He said, don't worry about anything. Use this, use this for your life. Do not wow. worry, forget everything, but uh, still I could not stop crying, could, should not stop crying, but uh, mm-hmm. one day, everything is done. One day, I was sitting in a big room and then uh, there was a television on, on, but still my tears was mm-hmm. not stopping, I was crying, crying, crying. Only saying like saying, "Oh God, I look after my family, in laws, I look after them." But now everybody again asked me, "What can I do?" But then suddenly, Holy Spirit said to me, "Open this book. There was a daily message was written that I do not need to change anybody. I just need to change you." Hmm. But then uh, mistake. Use for helping others. Use this everything whatever in your life as a stairs. But then uh, because I was so upset with the Lord, with angerness, I just uh, had a book in my hand. I threw away that book on the floor. Okay, Father, <laughs> you are the winner, I am loser. Okay, you win. I lose. But you have to promise with me. You have to promise with me. You will never leave me alone. If I need father, you will be there as a father. If I need a brother, brother. If you need a husband, husband. Every relation you can make with me, I need you. I give up and make you winner. So then uh, after that, and I promise with God, I will not look back. there today but uh, still like keeping that promise
0: (laughs) (laughs) so good so 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 good amazing so is that where you feel that you began to really surrender to the lord yeah amazing so what we're going to do is we're going to finish this first part one of this podcast um because what i'd love to get into in the next podcast is talking about how after dad passed away, when actually many people think that their life is over, really that's when your life began. And I want to talk about how God completely transformed your life and really gave you beauty for ashes. But for now, mum, um, will you just very, very quickly, I would love you to just pray for anyone that may be really in a deep, deep mess right now. Mm. And they just don't even know the way out. But there is a way. And name is Jesus.
1: Heavenly Father, I just come to your presence. Thanks for giving me freedom. And I pray for my every sister and brothers who are in a bondage like me. I was, but God, you show me the way. For every your child who is under bondage do not know where to go but do not forget god always use broken vessel if he can use me he can use you as well just trust on him take a step of faith he will change your life he will take every heavy on your shoulder and give you peace jesus
0: name amen amen mom that's awesome 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 Yeah, thank you so much for being my guest on this podcast and for sharing your story. Guys, please do stay tuned for part two. Um, It's just phenomenal. And the way he's radiating his goodness through this precious, just super kind of, yeah, broken vessel but filled with the Lord. the way he's moving is really quite special so i hope you guys will listen to part two thank you so much for joining me for today's show i hope it blessed your socks off all social media handles and links from today's episode can be found in the notes section if you enjoyed it please feel free to share you are most welcome to subscribe to the Living in Light podcast. If you'd like to get in touch, you can do that via Instagram or Facebook, or you can head over to livinginlight.co.uk. I cannot wait to be with you guys again. And thank you so much for listening to the Living in Light podcast. Because you're beautiful, so beautiful, so